This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to pick up where we left off in Romans chapter 3, this awesome letter that Paul has written to the church at Rome. And right now he is in particular writing to the Jews that are in the church there or in that particular area because they are thinking that they're they're it because they are God's chosen people. And he he is trying to make it clear to them in his letter, even though he hasn't visited the, the church there in Rome yet, he, he wants to visit and so since he hasn't had the opportunity to visit, he's writing this letter and he is making it clear to the Jews that the law does nothing for them to have a relationship with God the Father. It cannot save them. And this is a very hard concept for the Jews even today, but especially when Paul was writing this letter. This is a hard concept because they, they've had... The, the law, ever since God gave it to Moses on Mount Sinai, and Moses gave it to the people way back in the book of Exodus. And so they've had this for hundreds and thousands of years. And now Jesus has come along and said, there's a new covenant. And I'll talk more about this in another podcast. But Jesus comes along and says, hey, there's a new covenant. It's through my body. It's through my blood that is shed on the cross in this, this empty tomb. And, and that's the message of the gospel. And that's what Paul is saying. This is the way... Jesus is the way, the only way that you can have a relationship with God. And, and so the, the Jews are having a hard time with this concept. And, and, you know, and if we really sit down and think about it, we can empathize with them. We can understand what they're dealing with. But Paul, he makes it clear that the law cannot save them, no matter how many works they do. And he says that the law, what the law did, it let us know what sin is and what sin was. And that, that sin displeases God. It, it, it hurts our relationship with God. And so even though the Jews have made a covenant with God, with circumcision, starting with Abraham way back in Genesis 12, if they want a relationship with God, even though they're Jews now and they're God's chosen people throughout the Old Testament, if they want to have a relationship with God, then they must have a change of heart. And that change only comes, Paul says, from the Spirit of of God. And the Spirit of God only comes through Jesus Christ, who is our once and for all sacrifice that was made for sin. And Paul picks up with this thought as we're going to finish chapter 3 in this podcast today. And thank you for listening, by the way, and thank you for sharing the Grounded Podcast. It, because of you, this podcast is successful, and, and, and the name of Jesus goes out into the world, into the lost. As, as, and I just pray that you keep sharing the Grounded Podcast with your friends and your family and your coworkers. But I also want to say thank you for doing so before we dig into chapter 3. Paul says, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with Him, talking about with God, without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. Now remember, this is going to be mind-blowing to a Jew uh, especially back then, um, because they've had the, like I said a while ago, they've had the law for so long, and, and it was ingrained in them that this was God's covenant, and this is God's law, and this is how you, you need to live to be pleasing to God. And Paul's saying, hey, God's shown a way to be made right 
uh, with him without keeping the requirements of the law. And and, in verse 22, he says, we are made right with God. And you can just see their ears just perked up and they're listening because Paul's definitely got their attention. He says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. It doesn't matter if you are a Jew or if you are a Gentile. And a Gentile is simply somebody who is not a Jew. Um, One of the hardest things that we can do as a human being is to let somebody do something for us without having to think that we have to return that favor. Right when some we feel obligated when somebody uh, does something for us, if somebody buys us a meal or if, if, if somebody does something special for us, you know, brings us some soup over, whatever, fill in the blank with whatever. We always feel like we have we owe them something that we ha- we are obligated to return that favor, to return that blessing. We must do something because they did something for us. And and a while back, I heard a story. And I, I, I believe it was on Focus on the Family uh, with Jim Daly. And I think he may have been the one that was telling the story, uh, if I remember correctly. It doesn't matter, but uh, but I want to give credit if, if that's where I heard that, that story. But he talked about how he had a neighbor um, that just kept on doing stuff for them without even asking. The neighbor would just see a need or hear of a need that they had. Maybe they had a sickness in the house or something was going on. And so this neighbor was like trying to take care of them and he would mow their lawn and he would clean up the yard. He would just do stuff around the house for them to help them out. And 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 he said that after you know a few times, it, it, it really started to make him angry because he felt like that you know he's going to be obligated to go and help this neighbor and, and with what was going on in his life at the time he was not able to do so and so he he started to become angry and so he literally stopped the neighbor one day and had a discussion with his neighbor and talked to him about what he is doing and why he is doing it and, and the neighbor just said hey man I, I know your situation I, I know you're busy i know you got a lot going on and so i'm just trying to help you out and i'm just trying to take care of you and and he was he was doing a a good deed he was doing a service unto the lord for his neighbor but it was making him angry because he said i felt obligated to return those favors, and I was just not in a place in my life at that time that that I could do that. But and so he could not accept the fact that uh, he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to return the favor. He was not obligated to do so. All he had to do was accept what his neighbor was doing for him, and 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 let his neighbor take care of him. But, but he could not do that. They, they, they were literally mad because the neighbor was blessing them over and over and over again. And they didn't, uh, they didn't know how to just live in the blessings. And this is what we see happening when this switch, if you will, from the law you know, and works. This switch came along when Jesus came along and said, you know, I, I'm establishing this new covenant 
uh, in Luke 22, verse 20, when he was having his last Passover meal with his disciples, and he said, this bread is my body, which is given for you for, for, for the sins. This is a new covenant. And he said, this fruit of the vine, this wine, represents my blood that is shed for the sins of the world. And in Luke chapter 22, verse 20, he says, after, Luke writes this, after supper, Jesus took another cup of wine and said, this cup, is the new covenant between God and his people. And see, that, that there was already a covenant established with Abraham, with the Jews, in Genesis 12. But Jesus is saying there is a new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. And he was talking to his disciples, but he's also talking to us, that Jesus is our once and for all sacrifice. He shed his blood on the cross. He was laid in that tomb for three days. And on the third day, he came out victorious. He came out alive. And he's holding the keys to death and hell and the grave. And, and he has the victory. And then, you know, 40 days later, he ascends back to the Father. He sits at the Father's right hand. The Holy Spirit comes down, fills the apostles, and the church begins in Acts chapter 2. But Jesus has established a new covenant. And that's that was Paul's... Uh, um, message to not only the Jews but also the Gentiles but in particular in this case he's talking to the Jews and he says look that old covenant that circumcision is it just caused you a lot of pain it's not doing you any good it's not giving you a right relationship with God the the, the, the only way you can have a changed heart and have a relationship with God now is through Jesus Christ um if you think about it, during Jesus' ministry, he wrestled with the religious leaders because of this. He was Jesus is going around healing people. He's forgiving people's sins. And the religious leaders were strict law keepers. Paul was a Pharisee. He knew this. He, he, he knew how strict the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, he knew how strict they were with the law. And and this would cause Jesus a lot of trouble over the three years that he was here. They, they, they would literally try to pick up stones and stone Jesus. They even try to push him off a cliff at one point of his life, uh, but he escaped. But, but they would try to kill him because of his message. He was forgiving people of their sins, and, and this was blowing their minds. Um, one of the biggest beefs that they had with, with Jesus was that he claimed to be greater than Moses, who God gave the law to in John 8 and John chapter 9. And, and uh, when, when they would teach in their synagogues, uh, the priests would say, you know, Moses said this or Moses said that. And, and Jesus comes along and says, I know Moses said this, but I say unto you. And, and so he was making himself greater than Moses. And they had a huge problem. With Jesus doing this, and because uh, they would say only God for, can forgive sins, and they're thinking that Jesus is some goofball nomad who's just walking around the earth claiming to be the Messiah, and they say that he's a devil. They say he's got a demon, uh, and they they say he's a blasphemer, and and this would carry on even after Jesus ascended back to heaven and sit at the Father's right hand when the, the early church began in Acts chapter two. And especially when Paul started his ministry, because Paul was a Pharisee wreaking havoc on the church because he hated Jesus. And then he had that uh, encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, and it changed his life. And then he goes preaching to the Gentiles and Jews, carrying this message of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. 
And and he's preaching a message like he's saying here in Romans chapter 3 about how that circumcision, it, it's no longer doing you any good. Salvation in a right relationship with God only comes through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes into the Father but by me or through me. And so we have to go through Jesus. And, and even today, there are Jews who reject Jesus as the Messiah, they still have a major, major issue with this. So I want to read verse 22 again where Paul says, We are made right with God by not, not through the law and not works, but we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So the gospel is for Anybody and everybody, no matter where you are on the social ladder, no matter what nationality you are, you can be American, you can be Japanese, you you can be a Jew, whatever, whatever nationality, man, woman, boy, or girl, if, if, if you hear the gospel and you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, the Bible says, whosoever will, let him come, let her come. And the gospel, Jesus died for every person that's ever walked on the face of this earth. And that's what Paul is saying here. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is the true this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So what's the difference in the old covenant in Genesis 12 and the new covenant of Jesus? Well, it's simply this. The law that was given by God, through Moses, to the people, was works-based. It was all about works. It was all about doing this, not doing that, and make this sacrifice, make that sacrifice, and it's got to be done just right. And the Pharisees would take this and absolutely run with it, and they would take the law and make traditions from the law. They would make their own interpretations, and these became traditions, and they were forcing their traditions even on the people as if they were law. And it was all about works. You don't do this and you don't do that. And then we have the new covenant, which is salvation only comes through Jesus Christ and what he's done on the cross and shed his blood for our sins. Salvation then in Jesus, this new covenant is faith-based. The old covenant is work-based. The new covenant in Jesus is faith-based. And Galatians, which we'll cover at some point, but the book of Galatians makes this absolutely clear. Um, Jesus has done everything. I mean absolutely everything. And you hear people say this a lot, that we don't have to do anything. But that's not necessarily true because we do have to do something. Because I can take my phone case and, and, and pretend that my phone case is a gift. And, and, and Paul makes it clear that salvation through Christ or in Christ is a gift from God. And so it, God has given us a gift. He's given us salvation through his son. And so when somebody gives us a gift, what do we have to do? We have to reach out and take that gift. We have to receive that gift. And if it's wrapped, we have to unwrap it and we have to open up the box and we have to pull it out of the box and we have to take a look at it to see what it is. And and, and so there there. There is something we have to do. We have to have faith. And that faith is a believing faith. Um, 
we have to put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. Um, that faith is a believing faith. But, <clears throat> but it all salvation, God has done everything. He has given us His Son as the once and for all sacrifice. Jesus has paid our sin debt to God. He has freed us from our sins if we put our faith and our trust in Christ and we live for Him. But going back to the example that I gave being how hard it is for us to accept uh, people doing stuff for us. Um, just had a discussion last night, literally, uh, with my wife uh, because I've been doing stuff for her, and she's like, "I can't keep up with you. you, you you're gonna have to slow down. This is, this is, this is too much. I don't, I don't know how to handle this." And she says, "I, I, I feel obligated to return the favor. I feel like I, I have to do something." She says, I, I, I literally feel bad because I, I, I really don't, you know, she says, all I've done for you is make a chocolate pie, but she's done a whole lot more than that. But that, that's just the, that's just what she said in our discussion. And I told her, I said, that chocolate pie meant the world to me because I haven't had a chocolate pie in 15 years or maybe even longer than that. But she's absolutely done a whole lot more than giving me a chocolate pie. But my, my and it was homemade too, and it was delicious. Um, love you, babe. But the, the, the my point is, even my, my my wife, she said just last night, she said, I feel obligated enough to return uh, favor. I, I, I feel obligated to do stuff for you, and I, I just can't keep up with you. Um, and, and I've reassured her over and over again, you don't have to do anything. You know, just accept the blessing. You don't do anything to earn it. And this this is what God has done for us through giving us Jesus and salvation through Christ. We, I mean, just think if you, if you baptized a million people, just using that as an example, if you baptized a million people, guess what? There's billions of people on the earth today. So there's still, even though that's great and, and, and that's a good thing to do, you've preached to a lot of people and you've baptized a lot of people into Christ, but you know what? There's still a lot more to be done. And, and so th there's not enough work. There's not enough works that we can do to earn our salvation with God. God has done everything. Jesus has paid it all. There's a great song by uh, the version I like the most is uh, Christian Stanfield's. Uh, from, I think it's from Passion. He, he, talk, he, he, he sings about Jesus paid it all. And, and so it's not works-based under the Old Covenant. It's under the New Covenant of grace. It's, it's under the New Covenant that Jesus has shed His blood on the cross. And He's come out of that tomb alive. And, and He is offering us this free gift of salvation. All we have to do is have faith. And that faith is a believing faith. And we just got to accept that. Accept that, you know, I can't work enough to get into heaven. There's not enough stuff that I can do. There's not enough hours in the day to get it done. And just accept the fact that, hey, Jesus paid it all. Thank the Lord that he has. Thank you for grace and mercy, Lord. Um, I was raised in a church that was work-based. Uh, work and if you, wasn't, if, if you weren't working, if you will, and they let you know it, what you need to be doing all the time, they would dangle, they would literally dang, dangle you over the flames of hell to get you motivated, to get you to work. Um, 
But like I said a while ago, there's not enough works that we can do in a lifetime that can earn us a relationship with God. There's nothing we can do in a lifetime that could repay Jesus for what he did for us. We just have to accept that, that fact that God loves us. And Paul says, and we'll get there in Romans chapter 8, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves us. It doesn't mean we're saved. But God loves us enough that he would allow Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And we are saved if we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ and we're washed in his blood and filled with his Holy Spirit. And we just have to accept that Jesus has paid the price. He's done it all for us. We just have to accept Christ and live for him. Um, I wrote in my notes, we need to quit serving God out of obligation and start serving him from heart agation. And and I'll explain that by going back to the example. The neighbor that was being blessed by his other neighbor um, felt like you know he had to return the favor. He felt obligated since his neighbor kept doing these nice things for him and trying to take care of him. But the neighbor couldn't accept it because his heart wasn't right. He felt weird because his neighbor was doing stuff for him and so much stuff for him and he wasn't doing anything to, you know, you know, to repay that neighbor if you will. And so he like I said when I gave the example, he got angry with his neighbor and had a talk with him and, and said, "Look, you got to quit doing this stuff cuz I feel really bad because I can't return the favor." His neighbor said, "You don't have to. Just let me be a blessing and accept it." Um, his neighbor was doing things from his heart because he loved God and he wanted to bless his neighbors. He never one time expected anything in return. It's this simple. Jesus has done it all and there is nothing we can do in return to pay him back except have faith in him, trust him, live for him, and spread the message and give other people the same opportunity that we have. And so Paul is telling the Jews, just like he he is here in Romans chapter 3, he says, you cannot work your way into a relationship with God under the law. You, both Jew and Gentile, must have faith in Jesus. And then he goes on to say in verse 23, and this is one of the most quoted verses, Romans 3, 23, for everyone has sinned. We all have fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For He was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in his present time. In other words, in the Old Testament, we're like, how are they saved? Because Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet. God paid it forward. That's simply the best way to put it. God paid it forward by their faith. And we see that in Hebrews chapter 11. We call it the faith chapter. He lists all these people from the Old Testament who had faith in God, and God paid it forward. He was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in the present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, Paul says, and makes he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe 
in Jesus. This faith in Jesus, believing in Him and putting our trust in Him, should bring about a change in our lives. That's what Paul told the Jews. You've got to have a change of heart. And this change only comes through Jesus. So when we put our faith in Jesus and we put our trust in Him, it has to bring a change in our lives, in our hearts. Jesus changes our heart and then it permeates through the rest of our body. It starts from the inside out. It's a good worship song, from the inside out. Uh, it changes everything about us. And if there's not a change, then maybe our salvation, and I'm, I'm not one to judge here. God knows our heart. But if there's not a change in our lifestyle after we come to Christ, then maybe our salvation didn't take place. It didn't take root. And it's withered. Uh, like the parable of the sower. When the, the farmer was throwing the seed and it fell on all these different grounds and some of it produced a, a tree or a little bush, but because it didn't have roots, it just shriveled away. And so a question that I want to ask is this. Is our faith in what we can do or is our faith in what Jesus has done? I remember as a kid trying to do things to please my stepdad and to make him like me. Yes, literally like me because he was just not a good dude and never told me that he loved me, ever, that I remember. And I never knew my dad because he committed suicide when I was three years old. And I, I just remember, and I tried to please my stepdad way up into my adult years uh, That that's because that, he raised me since I was five years old up until the time I was around 19, 20 years old when I left home. But I had to go through a lot of counseling uh, to, to overcome that because I was trying to please my stepdad by tr trying to do all this stuff for other people. It was just, a, you know, my inner child going back to my childhood days and trying to please my stepdad. But anyway, I was trying to make him like me and be involved in my life. But, you know, no matter what I did, it didn't help. I was never, ever good enough for my stepdad. And I... Uh, I took that attitude with God, unfortunately. And even to this day, I'm 50 years old, uh, and even to this day, I wrestle with that. For the longest time, I, you know, I, I didn't like Father's Day. I, I, I didn't like preaching on Father's Day. I, it was just, Father's Day was just very, very hard because of my abusive stepdad. Uh, and I, I looked at God that way. Uh, like I looked at my stepdad. And I realized after a lot of counseling and, and, and working through things that, you know what, I can never, you can never do enough works to make your relationship right with God and be closer to Him. You can't do it. You cannot do enough works to have a right relationship with God. God simply says, you draw near to me and I will draw near to to you a relationship with god only comes through us having faith in jesus christ period he did it we can never do it and paul makes this clear in verse 27 he says can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by god no because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law it is based on faith verse 28 so we are made right with god through faith and not by obeying the law. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith. 
whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Verse 31, well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. Did you catch what Paul said there? He, God, makes people right with himself only by faith. Not the law, not works, only by faith. And people, like I mentioned this a while ago, but people say there's nothing we can, we can do to be saved. There's nothing we have to do to be saved. And, and this is incorrect teaching. This is false teaching. Because God has done everything to save us by sending his son to die on the cross, Jesus. And he was resurrected. But we have to have faith in Jesus. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible. Let me read that again. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we, if we have to have faith in Jesus, where does that faith come from? Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, put those two together. And what we come up with is this. God has literally supplied everything for us. We have no excuses. We'll come full circle to what Paul was saying in Romans chapter 1. God has literally given us everything. He's provided the sacrifice in his son Jesus. He has provided his word, the word of God, the Bible, which we can read and we can listen to podcasts and we can uh, listen to sermons. We can listen to songs about the word of God. We have all of these ways that we can get the Word of God into our ears and into our being. And as we hear the Word of God, faith builds. Faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God has literally given us everything that we need in order to be saved. We have come full circle to what Paul started with in Romans chapter 1 when he said we have no excuse. God has provided the law that lets us know what sin is. He has provided the sacrifice that saves us from our sins. He has provided his word that we get faith from. And all we have to do is make that choice to either believe or not believe. To either have faith in God, faith in Jesus Christ, his son, or reject it. Reject Jesus. What choice are you going to make? What choice have you already made? And to not make a choice is literally making a choice. What are you going to do with Jesus? You can continue to try to work your way to please God all you want to. And that's great that you're doing works for the kingdom. But those works aren't going to save you. Living a, a good life is not going to save you. The only way to be saved is through the blood of Jesus Christ and putting your faith and trust in Him. If I can help you do that today, no matter where you're at, let me know at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. And there's a number at the end of this podcast that you can text me. Wherever you're at, I will help you. I'll find somebody in your area that will help you get to know God's Word better, that will answer any questions that you have about the Bible, the Word of God, and Jesus. And if I can help you in any way, please contact me. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. I'll see you in the next podcast when we pick up with Romans chapter 4. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grinded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 303-529-1111.
865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.